Imagine you being in an RV. Put yourself in their place. You're in an RV. You're a student. You got bills to pay. You're trying to make ends meet. You need to provide for yourself, your food, your, you know, everything else, essentials. And now there's a restriction yeah. that's going on. And that's your home. And you won't be able to move your vehicle because you're going to school, right? And work. So now you're getting a bunch of tickets that you cannot afford because you already have so many bills. They take your RV, where do you go if all the shelters are full? We don't know. It starts with just taking that leap. Man, you have to work hard. You have to be incredibly smart. Choose something that even if it fails, even if it fails you are going to be proud of it. doesn't matter how badly you got beaten down. Be kind, be kind, be kind. Become a better person, a better leader, a better business. Go with your gut. <laughs> I'm Samuel Donner, and this is Finding Founders. San Francisco is one of the most expensive cities to live in the United States. Because of this, some families have turned to more affordable housing options like RVs. Juanita and the Coalition on Homelessness are dedicated to help fight for the RV community's place in the city as it keeps people housed and allows families to save money for the future. In our journey to the RV community, we dive into Juanita's past with homelessness, reveal the harsh realities of shelters, and learn about RV living. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So, Juanita, where are we going? We are going to Winston Drive to do some outreach and pass out a flyer. We are having two important events. And going this way, excuse me. It's a little packed here right now. I made it. So, yeah, it's okay. I got it. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're fine. It's just no way to pass. Okay, uh, we're going this way to Leavenworth. Welcome to Leavenworth, San Francisco, California. Thank you. So that's Flo. Flo will be doing outreach with us and we'll be riding with her. Uh, prefer back seat, front seat. I can go back seat. Because I know you're tall. My husband's tall, so he's <laughs> like, oh, I'm squished. Hello, hey, Flo. Hello, Samuel. I'm Donner. Sam. Samuel. Uh, nice to meet you. Hello. Good to meet you. Hello, hello. And right here, they remodeled this park, so it's super nice. Um, it looks nice. Really yeah, nice. I, I, I saw they've been doing a bunch of remodeling around here. Like, oh, yeah. There's a lot of construction yeah. going on. But also, a big thing is due to APEC. Um, a lot is going on, so. Like what, what what's Construction, going on? Construction, um, my husband's grandmother lives on 330 in Clementina. Yeah. And she did not receive groceries this week. Um, Which until, she usually does? 
Yes, every Wednesday. Because she's in the blocked off area. Yes. So she's really? a senior citizen. Um, Without access is, to the groceries that she needs. Yeah. And because she's not able to be like too mobile on foot, like she can't stand for too long. Um, therefore, she can't go out and get her own food. Even on wheelchair, I asked them if it was ADA approved. They said yes. But as I seen a woman in a wheelchair with tubes stuck on her, um, yeah, I was scared the tube was gonna like unplug right. on her. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's... so I felt like it wasn't wide enough. Um, but yeah, I guess it was ADA approved, or I'm not sure. So I don't think when they planned this Apex thing, it was really thought through. There's a lot of people, U.S. Coast Guard, police. But it was Secret Service. They yeah, made, they made the end choice. Yeah, everybody else disagreed. Didn't matter. Secret Service would have their way. I was going around the city late last night and I saw like a 40 car motorcade. Like oh, le legitimately, I've never seen that many cars and bikes in a row. So for um, me, it's intimidating seeing so oh, many cops. Yeah. It's so scary. Where Where is everyone being moved to? Because like, like, cause it's, it's not like, they're, I, I can't imagine that they, they've solved the homelessness issues in a week. They haven't. Um, so our team does certain outreach, human rights do outreach also. And they were focused on the APEC event because this was so last minute and nobody even knew. Like nobody was aware, including myself, until, you know, learning from it at the coalition. Um, I wasn't really aware, and like I, I ride bus sometimes. I didn't see no banners, nothing at all. So I'm like, I was like, what is this, you know? And Javier got a phone call. No, no, actually, I'm sorry. A guy came in person mm -hmm. to the office, and um, I don't really recall where he was located, but he said he had to leave his possessions just for a short time to go around an errand. And when he got back, they were all gone. Yeah. And same with other people that were next to him. Yeah, we've also heard, like, you know, um, they're just being pushed and moved with no resources given. So that's, right. like, the, the bar. But where are they part. being pushed to? Like, where, when, just, like, APEC, like, when all these world leaders arrive, like, where? They're just, just moving them. Just we don't know where. They, yeah. You know, it seems to be that when you're on the street, and some of these people have been here for years, on the street, they they know where there's some hiding places. Yes, because there's people that I've seen, again, I was born and raised in San Francisco, and there's a certain um, unhoused man, and we, I don't know if it is his name, but we call him Miguelito, yeah. and he's always been like in the mission, every time we see him, like he's always there. So. Like she said, maybe they know a hiding spot that they can go to or somewhere, but Have honestly, you talked to anyone and be like, hey, like where, where, where is everyone planning on going? Like, is, Some people is just, there a word on the street? Not really. They just, I guess, move around and, yeah. you know, I... Because Javi and I went to around, I think it was like 5th and 6th Street, where usually there's a lot of I live between there. Yes, there is. So I live between 6th and 7th around Mission and Mina. Um, there's always encampment around Mina, and especially, I forgot the cross, Russ. Um, so Mina and Russ and Atoma, always a lot of encampment there. But lately, maybe maybe because of the officers, not sure, SFMTA, 
they're all down there and redirecting everything. So again, I don't know if they're being pushed, but me and my husband, like, we're making a joke, like, oh wow, like now they finally clean, you know? Yeah. But it shouldn't be like that. But is it like, like, you know, that a lot of people are saying, oh, like the city like looks a lot better. Is this what it needed to clean San Francisco? But is this like, is it actually sustainable? Oh no, it's it's not going to stay that way. No, the people are coming back. Yeah, definitely. But then another community. Yeah, and then another thing though, like as a community, I I communicate with all the unhoused people. Yeah. Um, and again, I live in an area with like a lot of unhoused people. I grew up humble and appreciating everything I have, small, big, whatever it is. So therefore, you know, I had bought Costco pizza, done some grocery shopping, and I know my kids are not gonna eat it no more. And I was like, you know, going out and looking for unhoused folks, but because of the APEC thing, everything was cleared out. So I was able to find like one of three people but at least I was able to help some way and give food, give some clothes and, you know, some beverages just so they can, I guess, sustain a little bit. But it's a lot going on in the world that needs some fixing. And where we're heading right now? It's Winston Drive. So Winston Drive. It has really fancy RVs. Some of them, some of them um, have been learned over the years. But, um, okay, the, the city legislators are called supervisors. Yeah. Okay. 800 feet, turn left onto Central Avenue. And the city supervisor for that district wants to get rid of them because she's got so much feedback from people who are in traditional houses who can't stand the sight of these RVs. Take the next left onto Central Avenue. But it's not like they're hurting anyone. and. In my opinion, it's like we could prevent homelessness, but the city chooses not to, in my opinion. Why do you think they choose not to? Because if we could extend the, you know, for them to implement that four hour parking restriction, a lot of the people who live in RV, they're really, you know, they're trying to make it to ends meet. They have kids to provide for, trying to work almost nine to five and it's still it's not affordable in SF. Realistically to pay rent when you have kids, then you have to buy groceries, essentials, uh, medicine. Who knows if a kid has, you know, glasses needs or just in general a lot of bills. So for them, you know, it might work being in an R V till they get sustain themselves to be financially stable to provide more. But if they implement those four hours of the restriction, that means they ha- would have to move their car constantly. And if I'm correct, it would be from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. And technically, they wouldn't be able to move their car if they're at work. Therefore, that causes them to get tickets. That bundles up and they can't afford it, can't afford it, they take the RV, they take the RV, that's their home. Where do they go? We don't know because there's a waiting list in the shelters. So SFM, we're going to SFMTA board meetings um, on November 21st. So hopefully our goal is to either extend their stay there or for them to provide housing 
or to find a safe parking spot before they implement those four hours restrictions. So basically like relocating these people to yes. somewhere and that is actually legitimate. Yes. And I know a lot of people are like, this is not a permanent solution and it's not. Some people don't want to, you know, live in RVs, but that's their only option. And it's way better than being in the streets. So um, a lot of people also think that a lot of homeless or unhoused people are voluntarily homeless. And it's not always yeah, like Javi that. Yeah, was talking about uh, the, the city has like designated voluntary and involuntary yeah. homeless. They won't accommodate you most of the time. And I hate that they do that because there's people that actually want the shelter or women escaping or man escaping DV. And it's like, oh, sorry, we have no space. So where do they go? They have to probably go back to that DV relationship or something. Yeah. I did experience homelessness. And I, a lot of people that do sometimes turn down the subsidies is not because they want to, but realistically, it took me half a year just to find a job when I moved from here to Sacramento. I didn't know nobody. I didn't have any family. I had nobody to take care of my son, really. And then me and my husband wanted to work. It's like, where do we leave our kid? Who can we trust? You know, and I still at the moment didn't have a job. Again, it took me half a year just to get a job. I couldn't, I used to do Postmates here, but I wasn't able to out there because I didn't have a car and, you know, from destination A to B, it was pretty far. And so where did you go when you when you couldn't find like a job or a place to live like what? So with me, when I was homeless in San Francisco, I got a subsidy. That's how I ended up in Sacramento. Um, a program was helping me pay like half of my rent or portion of my rent. Um, so you still had housing? I had housing. Yes. Once I moved to Sacramento. Um, first time renter, um, renting my own space with my spouse and my first son. Um, my son was like about one or two when we got our own space. And, you know, we continued with the program and we were doing so good. Um, I started working like after half a year when I found a job. I wasn't even getting paid minimum wage. I believe I was getting paid like nine something. They had me working like a dog. And I say that because I went to work even sick. I worked in a hostile environment and then I got fired. That's my story. And then me and my husband continued to pay the rent without um, the program. Landlords changed. Um, there was a whole confusion. My pro like on the last month of my program, basically, I think it was like September or something. They did the last payment, but at that time they had switched landlords. Um, the landlord kept saying, I didn't receive the rent. I didn't receive the rent, but then um, eventually the manager said she did and I was relaxed. Then turns out she said she had lost again because their system wasn't working there. Had to go put it and put it somewhere else, which didn't make sense to me. Um, and basically the landlord or the manage, property manager told me that either we can like pay the rent and move out or be evicted, but I knew that wasn't good for my background, like if I wanted to rent again. So we paid the money and we moved out. And I believe, again, we didn't know much about renting because it was our first time. And basically we got played, um, ended up homeless again. 
and turned out when I went to Hamilton Families, they were the ones to help me. Um, I found out they ca they cashed the check, so they did receive it. But I was homeless again. So when when there. you like when you're when you get kicked out, like where do you go? I had to didn't tell my parents I was homeless. Basically, nobody knew I was homeless, but I had to couch surf with my sister, sometimes with my husband's grandma, sometimes with my mother, and sometimes at shelters. And sometimes um, due to the pandemic happening, I saved the stimulus and I was able to rent hotels, but only for 14 days. And I had to travel with my son and I was also pregnant. Um, so yeah, we were like moving places and it's an ugly feeling when you have a child and someone depending on you but you can't provide something that you want to. Like, you know, so it's really difficult. And so I understand and I could empathize with unhoused people and I've got to learn and to know unhoused people, not just judge. And a lot of people think that, oh, when someone is unhoused, they do, drug, they do drugs automatically and that's not true. And if they do, it's like, have you even bothered to ask why or like what made them start? What are the, the reasons that people say like they're on the streets and like what are the reasons or the people, ways that they say they could get off? Like what are the so things that they So for me need? like example, like for me, I was one of those where I didn't voluntarily become homeless. It was just, it was my first time renting. I didn't know much about that stuff. I mean, I still don't. Like I've gotten guidance through like certain people, but I've always had like some guidance and Again, I didn't voluntarily want to be homeless. I just didn't know much about renting and boom, I lost my place. So that's my story. I involuntarily, you know, not voluntarily became homeless. Um, and there's people who sometimes lose their job, can't afford to rent by themselves, or let's say you're in a relationship, you guys break up, boom. Like, and if you don't have families, depending, I don't have too much of my family either, just my mom and my dad. People have disabilities, people have, other issue, it, it doesn't, it just varies. So like I said, if people would get to know everyone, maybe they would hear and know why they are homeless or why they do drugs. A lot of people want to be treated like human. I mean, they are human and a lot of people just treat them like they're not. Like I had witnessed, you know, I was at the bus stop waiting for the 14 on six admission. There was these two couples, they were tourists. You can totally tell. And of course, there's an encampment, and there's this guy just like in his chair, just sitting down, not bugging nobody. And they were just giving them maybe like a hostile stare that I can say. And again, like that's, it's not a nice feeling. But when you treat them equally, then it's a different story. You know, you get to actually know them. You get to know a little bit more about them. But again, you could also, again, since I'm born and raised here, I can tell when someone sometimes is not from here. I can tell when they're afraid of you. Again, I've gone through a lot of racism myself. I've been on the bus where there's literally a seat. I don't harm nobody, but they don't want to sit next to me. You know, I, maybe because I'm a, a lady of color um 
so yeah every like i said everybody have a different experience maybe they lost a wife a husband child uh, family members veterans i see a lot of veterans that are unhoused and not taken good care of while they served our country is there a certain experience that you see most often i've been hearing that there's a lot of families either in tents rvs take the next left onto 20 couch Avenue. surfing so that's like a lot of families right now i would say are looking for shelter you think more there's than, no space. than in the past more in the past i i it seems like it seems like the, the statistics are just going up and up and up unfortunately yeah Nation, i mean nationwide uh, yeah this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. After talking about some of the housing difficulties families in San Francisco face, we arrived at Winston Drive where Juanita and Flo would start their outreach. So how many how many RVs are there? We're saying 48. And are there multiple streets like this? Some, I believe, Lake Forest said I already, I believe they cleared it out already. Yeah. Um, but again, imagine you being in an RV, put yourself in their place. Yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah. Put yourself in their, you know, their position. You're in an RV. You're a student, you got bills to pay, you're yeah. trying to make ends meet, you need to provide for yourself, your food, your, you know, everything else, essentials. And now there's a restriction yeah. that's going on. And that's your home. And you won't be able to move your vehicle because you're going to school, yeah. right? And work. So now you're getting a bunch of tickets that you cannot afford because you already have so many bills they take your RV. Where do you go if all the shelters are full? Where do you go? We don't know. <laughs> don't right? Know. I mean, so then we I mean come a lot here. of these get, like, get towed too, yeah? Yeah. So some people, it's a lot to afford. Yeah. No, I don't know of anyone's home. So this is, we knock and... Buenas noches. Me llamo Juana Ramos. Estoy con la colisión de desamparados. Quería ver si tenía un momento para hablar. And again, um, some of these workers are, again, working late. So we try to figure out the best hours for them. But sometimes they leave by like 7 in the morning or 8 p.m. until like after the um, Tuesday street cleaning. Um, move their vehicles, get the streets clean, then move it back, and then head out to work. Then some workers don't come till like 5 or 6 p.m. So um, we try connecting with them, and our point of our outreach, too, is, you know, to see if we can also give more resources or to see if they're being helped with because the city or HSH is supposed to be coming by. <coughs> And so we kind of try doing the outreach just, you know, to also, like, inform them of, like, new updates um, and what's going on. So we 
gather a lot of things, um, try to make rallies to, to put pressure. Right now is to put pressure on the city, again, to either find safe parking or to provide housing. Right. Which some, and because- And right now the safe parking is being taken away. <sighs> yes. Because for them, just is safe. But I, and I, like I said, I understand both sides from being a student and living in an RV. I guess, I mean, to me, it wouldn't be a bother. I don't know why it is or why, but I think maybe they're trying to, from what I heard, a bike lane. But I feel like it's, you're choosing to put a bike, bike lane and over, kick out families, yeah. Yeah. you know? And I feel like a, a bike lane could wait. But what about the families? Right. You know, where are they going to go? Um, Hello, hay alguien en casa? Mi nombre es Juana Ramos y estoy con la coalición de desamparados. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi I wanted to give you. Um, <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> Hi. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, Hi. how's it going? Uh, good, good, good. I think you remember me, Juana Ramos, yeah, con la coalición yeah, yeah, yeah. de Flow. I just wanted to show you this because, mm -hmm. um, well, this one's in Spanish. I know I didn't get to sure. the Portuguese side. Mm -hmm. So for November 21st at 1 p.m., there's going to be a SFMTA board meeting. I don't know if you remember it. I told you about it. But these are like the important dates that we want you guys to go to basically mm -hmm. because hopefully we can get an extension mm -hmm. for that date because yes. that's what we're fighting for for you guys is to get that extension mm -hmm. so if you guys can hopefully make it and then i'm gonna be passing more but i know you okay. are more connected with the neighbors i don't know if they're here right like if everyone's here right now uh, i know just the brazilian guys here <laughs> okay the, yeah. do you know of their way. home yeah, um, I go just because I love here now. Okay, the, the other guys is close who they're working. Yeah, they you, open know, you know, at the uh, September meeting, they said that by December nineteenth, mm. you have to be gone, or um, or live with four hour limit. You know, they're going to start the four hour. The four inflammation. Mm -hmm. The four hour in December. December next nineteen. Week. I mean next month. Mm -hmm. December 19th. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see if maybe they'll wait another three or four months. Until they can find safe parking for you guys. So that's why I made this flyer because these are the main important ones, like for the SFMTA board meeting. Mm -hmm. And then this one will be December 7th. And that's for the homelessness, right? Yeah. Oversight. Yeah. Oversight. Well, this one's in English. This one's in Spanish. but. So this is for the Homelessness Oversight Commission. Mm -hmm. That'll be December 7th at 9 a.m. room 416. 9 yes. Yeah. And these are the, for the SFMTA, we're basically asking them mm -hmm. to extend it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, until they find mm -hmm. safe parking or provide housing mm -hmm. for you guys. Could I ask you some questions about like the biggest problems you face out here? What, what do you mean about the problems? So like, I mean, is, is one of the problems that they're talking about is like having to move the RV one time a week. So is there like, like living out here, are there any problems that you face generally? It's a, here is a, a good place to us because uh, yeah. we, we have, uh, we have a, um, a community here. Yeah. So uh, when you, when 
anyone go to work and uh, <laughs> others stay here to uh. avoid any problem or any, anything about the, the So like do other people like, like take care of like other people's kids and stuff yeah, and it's like, yeah. yeah exactly. They look uh, after one another yeah. from what yeah, I'm... Um, so we don't have problem with anything here. Uh, so I, I, I don't know why they they so mad with us here. So yeah. we don't make any dirt. Yeah, it's actually you like know, really clean. Like you yeah. know, it's really clean over yeah, here. Every day, yeah. especially that guy. They um, I don't know how they come uh, limpa clean the uh -huh, sidewalks. Yeah, yeah limpia the clothes. Oh, they that they so always clean the sidewalks. We don't have uh, <coughs> we don't have any uh, bad situations. The students. Uh, we don't cause any problem here. Yeah. yeah. Who's trying to move you? Yeah, they. they I think it's SFMTA, right? Mm. But, yeah, yeah, they, but they ask about the house. people. Yeah. Do people yeah. like over in these buildings ever complain about anything? I guess I guess no, because they change any uh, about uh, uh, they change the students. I don't I don't know if any students stay here more than six months. Right. So it's like, uh, what do they even yeah, care? Every yeah. every six months is new students. So uh, mm. why well, don't have any? Uh, I think it might be on the other side that they have yeah. issues. Yeah, I don't have, I don't I don't know how they say because of the bike lanes. But yeah. he, um, in this street have bike lanes. Yeah, already have bike lanes here. So I don't know. And why. they're saying the RVs are covering the bike lane. Is no. that what they're saying? Is that but is that what they're saying? There's, I don't think there is. Yeah, he is. Uh, and back on this side and the other oh, side. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, but it's not covering it. But I mean, looking at your, it's like, it's, but looking at your IV, I don't see it going into the bike lane at all. Yeah. Oh. So. Like, look, there's plenty of room for the bikes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the issue? <laughs> I know it's the. I I think the the most issue they they are they say is this, but. There's no look, issue. Look, there is no we, issue. We, we, we no issue. issue. There's we no issue. issue. I don't know who, but... <laughs> Do you think if they knew, because like, like talking to you, you're just like a really... What was your name again? Kayo. Kayo. Yes. So like, I feel like maybe like these people in these buildings, they've like never even ventured to talk to any of the people no. in here. No. And like, it could just be a, a product of, I am scared of what I don't know or yeah. these people I don't know. Because I'm talking to you and you seem yeah, like a really, really nice guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. So some sometimes I just we help the the the, the guys here. You see, Losi, oh, I don't know under where is this? No, oh, it's the other side. Yeah. The other side. I already uh, there are a lot of uh, rights for the students lost here. So yeah. I so you're actually why. helping the yeah. community more than anything else. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. the, the issue was here. The only other thing that I could think of is because people like. You said flow is maybe the RVs because of their view, yeah. you know, but that's all. Yeah. Or, you know, that's all I can think of. But honestly, I don't think it bug me. Honestly, they don't make noise and they're pretty quiet. Yeah. You guys are always tired by the time you guys come home. And I could tell you that he's a hard worker because you go to work from 5 a.m. and you come back till 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Correct. What do you do for work? Uh... Landscape sometimes and yeah. help anything. Entrepreneur. Sure. <laughs> Entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, Uber eat. I remember. Uber leave. So when a uh, friend help us, I'll, I'll, it's this. But yeah, yeah. I I just 
came to RV to sleep. I don't mm. <laughs> practically I don't stay yeah. here <laughs> just yeah. to sleep. How much does it cost to to like live out of your RV generally? So sometimes I, I wish I, I'm pay a guy to take the black and gray waters yeah. to make clean to not make any dirt in the streets or nothing yeah. like this and put a um, clean water. Yeah. And we don't have so much cost to Yeah, I mean I think here. that's yeah. So uh, I can't afford an uh, rent here because uh, it's very expensive. Yeah, I mean, like, like, how can you expect to live in any of these? Yeah. Like, the cheapest rent is like fifteen hundred dollars if you have roommates. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> not even. So. And it's nothing like having your own space, and I could tell you that. So yeah. it's it's nothing so. like having your own space. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, if uh, if they um, if they could. Um, find a place to us, a uh, safe place to us, to just park. So, if the city like offered you housing of some kind, would you take it or no? So, uh, probably uh, if no have any other thing they could, could help for, for us. So uh, we have just this deal. Okay, we don't live against the. We, yeah. we don't live here against the city. And we just here to to work to live. Yeah, sure <laughs> to, to live. survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To survive. Yeah, to survive. So we don't cause any problem to yeah. to the city. Just the, where 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 I say to the view. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. problem problem yeah. issue is I think is the view. So what if I mean like. As, is a solution could just be like where where can all of like if you can't park here, tell us where we can park. Yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah, that's close by. That's close by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can still you can still like do the work that you need to do. <laughs> yes. Oh. So we I will appreciate the help. Of the yeah, and I appreciate you guys. talking to us. Thank you so much. Hello. Wonderful. What are you looking for? So I'm also, um, the reason why I'm also doing outreach because apparently RVs don't count as homeless or we're trying to also do get a real count on people or families who are in RVs. So yeah, I'm trying to connect and see like how we can also like, again, everybody has different needs and wants and um, I'm pretty, you know, um, I'm pretty sure they would accept housing maybe yeah. if they had the opportunity. Yeah, so I'm trying to see, like, um, I guess <sighs> what, like, where people are right now, yeah. and you know, um, are they in their the one system? Um, do I, you know, can I help them out more? Yeah. Um, can I give pass on the information to the person to that will provide the resources? So um, a lot of HSH, people just don't know about the resources. Yeah. Yeah, and I was one of them. I didn't know much about resources until working with the Coalition on Homelessness. Then I figured out more. Then I started like spreading the word out because, you know, if I didn't know about it, they probably didn't know about it either. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, and share with a friend. If you have any questions or comments, DM us at Finding Founders Podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook.
Finding Founders is produced and hosted by me, Samuel Donner. Our audio editing team lead is Ashley Jimenez with support from Jessica Morales, Miley Lipton, Siyu Pan, Kenny Wright, Josie Yo, Matt Fernandez, and Merritt Hill. Our outreach and research team lead is Desiree Nunez with support from Marissa Granados, Monica Lee, Sarah Tiersma, and Yao Wu. To see more of what we're up to, subscribe to our newsletter at findingfounders.co. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.